0: Welcome to Coffee Powered Systems, equipping women with actionable steps to overcome overwhelm and streamline business and life. So grab your favorite drink and come hang out with me. I'm your host, Miranda Merton. All right, everyone, welcome back to Coffee Powered Systems. I'm your host, Miranda Merton, and we are back for season two. Join me as we kick off this season with an interview you're going to hear a few more interviews this season than you did last season which is super exciting i've already recorded some great interviews with some fabulous guests and our first guest up is ashley kang and let me tell you a little bit about ashley ashley is a strategy and operations consultant and ceo of ahk business management where she helps busy and overwhelmed service-based solopreneurs and entrepreneurs with setting up their business strategy and streamlining their operations. She loves helping her clients rediscover their vision and align their operations and systems to get them on the path to achieving their goals and spending more time in their zone of genius. Now, in this episode, you're going to hear me and Ashley talk about why it's important to articulate your why and really define your vision when it comes to business strategy. And also, we go into um, the important parts of your client onboarding and offboarding system. And of course, we end with Ashley's favorite tools of what she's using in business right now. Enjoy this episode with Ashley Kang. All right. Welcome back to Coffee Powered Systems. I'm your host, Miranda. And today we have Ashley Kang joining me. Ashley, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me. Um, So let's talk about for those of us that don't know who you are, we're going to get into what it is you do and all this juicy business strategy stuff that we're about to talk about. I'm so excited.
1: (laughs) Um, Okay, so a little bit about me, I, um, well, my name is Ashley, I'm the CEO, founder of AHK Business Management, and I empower solopreneurs and entrepreneurs um, to elevate their businesses through uh, creating business plans, mapping out their whole next year of business, and also streamlining their internal operations and systems in a nutshell. (laughs) Um, Helping people go from, you know, disorganized and overwhelmed to clarity and confident um, so that they can help their clients, their customers, and uh, feel like they
0: have some sanity left. That's awesome. That's exactly what I love to talk about. So you're in the right place. (laughs) So you talk about um, crafting a business strategy. And mm-hmm. an action plan to support like your visions and your goals. And many of us go into business because it feels good, or we have like an aha moment and we're just like, yes. But we start without a strategy, right? Um, yeah. So can you walk us through the ideal process for people who are either thinking about starting a business or have mm-hmm. already started, but then they realize that they don't have a plan or a vision?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so. start from the very beginning Mm -hmm. (laughs) um i always tell clients that the the heartbeat of your business is your vision um the why you're doing your business the the what you do and how you do it that's its own thing but the why you're in business is hugely important and i think sometimes we kind of gloss over it um or we speed through it or we get through the first few months even years of business and then we stop and we're like why are we doing this um, and vision—it's not just uh, your business vision of oh, I want to grow my team, grow my business, have 10K months—you um, know, have an agency model. It's not just those things, which are really good and that's critical to actually building in action steps to growing and scaling your business. But also your personal why of maybe you want to be location independent, maybe you want the flexibility of working from home, um, be able to spend more time with your family those things are crucially important. So I always tell people, if you can't articulate your why, along with your what you do, then you kind of have to backtrack a little bit because that's your business is a reflection of you. And so you wanna make sure that your vision is aligned with what you're doing. So I always say, start with your vision. Um, And then, you know, after you get clear on your why you're doing your business, then you move into your what, and that's your mission of um, what are you doing? What are you providing? If you're a service provider, if you sell a product, um, really understanding what you do and what you offer and who you offer it for. Um, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, I think Miranda, you would totally agree with this, people sometimes don't have a clear, ideal target audience or a customer. And that makes it really hard to market, to build out more offers, to get sales, and so, part of your mission is not just what you do or or what you make, it's who you do it for. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that's really, those are the real foundations I think to business strategy. And then obviously um, having the presence of mind to actually like sit down and think about where you wanna take your business, looking at what your why is and what you do and who you do it for. And then how do you put the two together?
0: Love that. Cause I noticed when I started um, and when I started doing all that, I was like, just kind of, yeah, I'm in business. I'll take whoever. But then once you start you sit and you focus and you're like, okay, what am I doing? And who am I doing this for? And then you're like, what do I want to sell? Then -hmm. it kind of all comes together. Right. And then you kind of, it kind of clicks and you're like, oh, now this makes sense. And now you know who to market to and Mm -hmm. all of that. Exactly. And I think those,
1: I mean, When we talk about oh business strategy business planning it kind of seems like an elusive concept or something that you need a lot of technical skill and um something i always encourage people like business strategy and planning can be as complex as you want it to be yeah but what you actually need it to be is really kind of the simplistic not simplistic but maybe um the core the core pillars and then all that fluff stuff can come later but It's not as a scary thing as some people think it is.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So what do you think is the scariest part about when you say business strategy and planning and you sit down and people are like, I don't know.
1: Uh, Yeah. Um, I use strategy and planning, at least in the context of my business, pretty equally um, as far as almost the same thing. But I think where people get caught up when they hear the word or the term business strategy, they think metrics and numbers and um sales and accounting, which those definitely play a part in business planning and business strategy. But um I don't want people to get too turned off or freaked out by that terminology because there's like, like a lot more to business planning and the creative side. Cause I work with stuff like a lot of creative some of my first clients were creative businesses, mm-hmm. um, photographers and an Etsy shop owner. And uh for them they're like, I don't wanna be boxed in Mm -hmm. by the numbers or the strategy. And I'm like, yes, but there is a lot of creativity in the planning because it's driven by you, the creative. And how do we harness your creativity and um, come up with these new ideas, things that you wanna try to achieve your vision. um, Those things are also equally needed. So not to be turned off by the the numbers and the scary sounding words.
0: Mm Yeah, and that was actually my next question because you do work with a lot of creatives and mm-hmm. um, do you find a lot of pushback from people when they're just like, strategy just sounds so like, you know, it's businessy, and you're right, like you said, Boston, yeah. um, I kind of want to feel into it and feel my intuition. <laughs> it kind of just yeah. goes where it takes me. Sure. I,
1: my response to that is usually if you don't have some sort of plan or business strategy in place, you're not gonna ever make any progress because I know for me, I'm also a creative person, not nearly to like wanting to start a creative business, but um, I know that you can get really stuck in the granular and get really comfortable and just kind of doing the day-to-day without taking a step back and looking at the big picture. So you'll never make any progress Mm -hmm. or be able to grow your business. I I use the analogy of um, taking a road trip where um, at the beginning of a road trip, you know your starting point and you know where you want to end up if you're doing a cross-country road trip, but you kind of, you don't just, you know, get in the car and go and just hope that, you know, you can follow the interstate signs. You want to kind of map out the route, maybe pick out some of the stopping points that you want to visit, some landmarks, a restaurant, mm-hmm. um, and then you kind of go, and sometimes you're flexible. You do a spontaneous stop for photos or whatnot. But in the same way, business, you need you have your endpoint or that vision in mind, and then the business plan or strategy is that like the route that you're gonna take, and the stops and the benchmark, the stops and the landmarks that you definitely want to hit. And then sometimes things happen. Maybe you do do a you know a little bunny trail off the beaten path. Uh, maybe you do stop at that roadside diner that you didn't plan to. Um, so if you don't have, to bring that analogy back, <laughs> um, if you don't have a roadmap, you're not really gonna go anywhere. You're just
0: gonna end up going in circles. Exactly. And it, and it can still be fun, <laughs> oh, right? Yeah, going back to sure. the road trip analogy. <laughs> we may, you're yeah. right, we make pit stops. We can go off one day and say, I wanna do a summit. I wanna do something yeah. else to kind of bring people in. Sure. And keep it fun, exactly. Yeah. So let's uh, switch gears and talk about client onboarding and offboarding okay. because um, that is talking about your planning and strategy. That's really huge with systems, especially if you're a client focused business. Um, mm-hmm. So you're not flailing every time you get a new client trying to <laughs> uh, <laughs> trying to yeah. do trying to do everything. So we all know it's super beneficial. Um, to have a system that walks you through the steps every time you get a client. And mm-hmm. what I wanted to know is how do you recommend setting up a system for client onboarding and offboarding? Because that first okay. client, I remember getting that very first client. It's like, you don't have anything, right? Because you don't know what mm-hmm. you're going to need to do. And right. so when I first got my first client, it was like, hey, do you do this? Mm-hmm. Sure do. <laughs> yep. yep. And, oh, and just send me your contract okay let me go (laughs) you know you get off the phone you start (laughs) typing up the contract and you're like how am I going to send it and then you then as you go along you're like oh I need to do this too and then you add that to your steps um how do we go through what's the best way to kind of set that up especially after the first client um and you know to make it as seamless as possible going forward
1: yeah I love the distinction though too that you're you made subtly of system is not the same thing as tool.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I think
1: a lot of people um, get those mixed up. Systems are the processes and the things in your business that make your business work. And then tools are you know, the technology and software that help you do those things. Yes. So I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> so starting with any client um, client management strategy, it's baked into your bigger business plan because at the crux of it, your clients, are your business, right? That's how you bring in the dollars, yeah. And I think for anybody who's either doesn't feel like they have a client process or they kind of do and are wanting to firm it up, um, I think the first thing is really just documenting every step you do do currently or ideally. So if you don't have a system yet, think about what you want to have happen and what needs to have happened and write it out. And then for people who kind of been you know butsing through it in the first couple clients it's really write out what you've already done um and I think just seeing it on paper it's a notepad word document it's just nice to see um you can get fancy and do it in a flow chart using something like Miro or Whimsical but I always say just list it all out at the first go. So Mm -hmm. you see what needs to, what you're doing. And then using that, all the lists of things that you've already done, then you gotta think about those important pieces like having a contract. Do you need to send a proposal? Um, When do you need to send the invoice? When do you want the payment to happen? Do you want them to pay before you start work? Do they pay upon receipt of the deliverables? Mm -hmm. Asking yourselves those questions And then writing those in like using arrows or colored pens, whatever you want, into the list that you've already written. Then also look at the list of things that you do or you've already done and think, do I actually need to do that step? Because sometimes we add in way too many steps or emails and you want to really streamline it so that the client knows at all times what they need to do and what is expected of them and where they're going. Um, I think a a lot of people are always saying to me, my client is always asking me all these questions in emails, and I just don't have time to answer everything. I'm like, well, did you give them this information upfront and keep reminding them, keep giving it to them, which is why I am always, once you've got your process down of what needs to happen when, then you start looking, how do I make those components in my process even more robust and clear? So do you do a client welcome packet instead of like a client email? So, welcome packet could be, you know, two-page Google Doc um, or a Canva template where you put all the information of, this is how you reach me, I'll respond within X many hours or days. Um, This is where you can find all the links for your prep work, here's client portal, here's all the things you need to do by when. Um, putting that all in one spot instead of spreading it across emails is always a really good thing. So um, at least in the onboarding side, Um, offboarding is a little less of a, I don't know if you would agree with me, Miranda, but offboarding is less of a headache in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, Mostly because you're not, usually you're not, the payments already happen, so you don't have to be asking them for money and it's really just sending them any deliverables. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, sending them deliverables, like a link to a folder, um, sending them a testimonial or review feedback link Mm -hmm. um, is really important, and then ways to stay connected. You always want to give your clients a way to be in touch with you Um, in the future. Maybe you have a referral program, Um, but again, giving all, the information in a concise way to your clients is like should be the uh, the mantra that you have the whole time. Is is it clear? Do they have what they need um, in the client process? Because your internal steps, it's easier for you to tweak your internal things as you go versus the things that need to go out to the
0: client. Mm-hmm. So, don't know if that absolutely covers. <laughs> yeah, and I love that you you mentioned briefly. Um, Giving them give it to them multiple times in different ways because yeah. not everybody reads every email, right? Oh, and no. that's that's the biggest thing. That that's the biggest problem, which is why you find people asking you questions over and over again. It's because yeah. even though you're like, Well, I sent you all that in email number one,
1: and yeah, yeah, you
0: probably didn't read it or they briefly skimmed it. And a lot mm-hmm. of people will just they find it easier to just go ahead and ask you and ping you again. Um, you know, maybe even having like a, at the end of each email, some reminders or some tips, here's how you can reach me. Here's this and this and this. So I love that, that you bring that to, you know, you bring that to front of mind that everybody doesn't read every single thing you give them.
1: Uh, Yeah. And I, I am one of those people who I love writing emails. It's a strange thing. (laughs) So, but even for me, there's a limit of, I'm like, I did give you this information. So I tend to, at least for me, little tip of, whenever I send the welcome packet, I always say download it or bookmark this because mm. I send it through um, a Desoto form for my right. my clients. I just say download it or bookmark this link, um, and I always say that to them in every email. If you have any questions, check, you know, check your client welcome packet, and I say if you can't figure it out, no worries, let me know. And um, oftentimes, I. I'm working with clients who have a really good system or have a CRM, but they don't have canned emails,
0: mm-hmm. which wow. mind blown. <laughs>
1: um, and for listeners, hopefully you know what a canned email is, but those are the emails that you send for every client, the consistent ones. So they're basically templates mm-hmm. that if you, you have in your back pocket, you can if you have a CRM that does smart fields, it'll automatically populate the client's name and their business name. And oh yeah. Um, Those are a huge thing. It's usually one of the, it's one of the questions I ask my clients in their prep work when we talk about their systems. I'm like, do you use canned emails? (laughs) Shocking number who don't. (laughs) But um, yeah, I think really the big thing about client onboarding and offboarding it's clear communication the whole time and making sure the client has all of the information that they need
0: um, at any given time. Yeah, and it is shocking the amount of, well, technology is scary for a lot of people. Yeah. like yeah. Whenever you bring up tech, everybody's like, oh my God, the tech, I don't want to deal with it. Um, mm. So it's shocking the amount of people that will opt to do things manually over yeah. and over again, rather than deal with the tech one time. And right, the heaviest part, the heavy systems is in the beginning. That's the heavy lifting, yep. setting it all yep. up. And then once you get past that, it's, smooth sailing, but a lot of people avoid the setting up part.
1: Yeah. And I think this kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about people misconstruing systems as tech. Mm -hmm. I have had several people message me on various platforms saying, I need help with system implementation. And then we get further into the conversation and they're actually looking for tool implementation. And I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit about your actual system that you have in place. Do you have a system? Do you have a process? And if so, what about it isn't working? And then let's talk about tool. Don't jump the gun and get something that might not work for you. Um, and that's something that in business planning, when you're you know, looking at how your business runs and taking that step back, oftentimes it's a tweak in the tool that you're using, a tweak in the process. And it's like, you just change one little thing and all of a sudden everything opens up. But yeah. Um, that's also then when if you are using a tool effectively that's great maybe you can use some actual tech automations um, within the tool or use something like Zapier um, mm-hmm. to make these even better and so that's one of the things I do with clients is okay maybe you do have a really great system maybe your Dubsado or your HoneyBook uh, workflows are going great how can you make it even better because the more time you can free up for yourself and your team, if you have one, then you guys can devote that creative energy and that time to doing something that actually um, brings in revenue or helps you scale and grow the business. Mm -hmm. So systems and strategy, it's always, you know,
0: parallel, intertwined, (laughs)
1: however you wanna look at it.
0: Yeah, and everybody loves talking about the tools, right? They love Mm -hmm. talking about the tech and they're like, I'm using this, but is this good for me? And yeah. everybody, like everything is different and what works for me might not work for you, but it's always exactly. the most questions that I get is about tools yes. and tech. So Ashley, yes. for the people listening that want <laughs> to know about the tools, <laughs> can you tell us what your favorite tools are right now that you are using? Sure. And I say right now, because we all know that changes oh, six yeah. months down the road. It might be something yeah. else, but. We all have core tools that we use, right? Like whether it's Dubsado or Google Drive, mm-hmm. those are the yeah. big huge ones. So some of your big, huge ones, and then maybe some sure. things that you love right now.
1: Yeah, um, I think for me right now, the crux of my business is run in ClickUp, Google Drive, and Dubsado. So I use Dubsado as my CRM. Obviously, it automates a lot of things. I have all my forms, my contracts, invoice, everything is there. It's great. Yeah. All my client interactions. Gotta love it. And um, things about Dubsado that I really love is their client portal. So that's, again, another part about communicating with your clients. The clients know that they have their portal and they know all their information is there. So helps cut out a lot of the back and forth. Mm -hmm. Um, I use Google Drive more just for storage of bigger files and then my own like assets and deliverables that I use with clients. but then pretty much everything else right now I'm doing in ClickUp. And I don't think ClickUp is going anywhere for me. It's my project management tool, my database, my planner all rolled into one. And that's the beauty of on the risk of sounding like a ClickUp commercial. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It really, it can do pretty much anything you want it to do. And it integrates really well with Dubsado um, and Google Drive. So um, I have my own business strategic plan in ClickUp but I also have all of my projects and my client work in ClickUp as well. Mm -hmm. So it's just easy to use. Um, I will put a disclaimer here, as we were talking about some tools don't work for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, I had been using Asana previously, but it just wasn't doing everything I wanted it to do. And I spent a lot of time researching and learning from the other experts out there. And that's something that I would tell listeners like, if you're curious about a tool, sure, go and try, use the free trial, the free version. But I would really encourage people to um, check out the experts in the fields or the expert in that tool and watch some of their videos, look at their content and see if it would be a potential good fit for you before you go learning everything and, you know, yeah. stressing yourself out, setting mm-hmm. something up. So those are the three tools that I use currently every day without fail. Um, And I mentioned Asana. I have also used Airtable, um, which is great. And it's such a user-friendly tool. I found that the, the ways I was using Airtable, I could just do it in ClickUp, which is why I kind of have transitioned away from using Airtable. But I know businesses that, do everything in Airtable and love it and thrive and are doing great. Um, uh, Ashley Hograve at Do The Damn Thing, she is the Airtable queen and expert. And I just like gobble up all of her content, even though I don't use Airtable. (laughs) So, um, those are kind of the big tools that I've dabbled with. I... uh, I also been really loving using Loom. I don't know if you use mm-hmm. it much, yeah. Miranda. Um, Loom is such a great way to do a quick video or screen share if you need to explain something to a client um, and you know, it gets stored in the cloud. You send a link and they can watch it whenever they need to. Yeah. Um, and it just fits my needs right now. I know a lot of people will record things and then put them on Vimeo or YouTube. But for me right now, Loom is, free version of Loom <laughs> is more yeah, than which enough a lot
0: right? of times is enough, right?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think people forget that they don't have to go buy the tool. They can mm-hmm. try the free version. Um, and that's something I was working with a client a couple of weeks ago, and she'd been using the free version of ClickUp and was getting a little frustrated. And I said, hey, I don't know how you feel about this, but what you want to do with it, you can get on the paid version of ClickUp. Mm-hmm. I think at this point in your business, it'd be a good idea to pay for it. And she did, we tweaked a few things for her and she's happy as a clam now. So (laughs) um, yeah, those are my tools.
0: Awesome. I love, yeah, I love those. And um, you mentioned Airtable and you're right. Like we said, some things don't work. For some people, and some people yep. are like, I am die hard. This is what I use. Yes. I think a lot of it has to do with the way you work as well. Um, sure. Some of these tools have different, uh, like dashboards and layouts that you can mm-hmm. use. You. And some, like, if you are a Kanban user and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, Trello's, the, Trello's the deal, and I only use the Kanban functions, yeah. or table or spreadsheet, some of them have them all, some of them don't yep. have all the layouts, but I think that plays into a lot of how, um, whether or not you're going to like it, how it functions and how you function. Cause if you're a visual person and you need something laid out a certain way and you need a calendar view, then that's going to really play into it. So, and some of those, I was like, yeah, Airtable, I was, even though I like spreadsheets and Airtable work for me for some reason. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, you don't want to force the issue
1: either. Like, and I, I find that when I'm working with people to map out their full year, right? One, usually there's always some conversation around, oh, we wanna start using this tool or move over to this platform. And then I have to say, okay, why? That like, there's strategy behind these tools that um, I think pretty much any tool implementer service out there, usually there is a strategy component but you, before you even get to the, oh, let's put this, let's implement this and like talk strategy of the actual implementation, it's why do you wanna use this tool? What about it is going to help you reach your um, quarterly goal or your annual goal? Um, sure, you can talk about cost and is this, will this work for my team, et cetera, but at the crux of it, it's how is this actually gonna help you? Um, it don't have shiny object syndrome, what about these features are gonna really help you? What about, um, like, what are your needs in the business? Do you actually need this? Don't just get a tool for the sake of having a tool. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I'm always the first person to say, CRMs are a lifesaver. I'll be the first person to say it. But some people, you know, their business is simple enough that they don't need something like Dubsado. They could do it all through Airtable right. or ClickUp. So I'm always like, I'll be the first person to say, tools, great to help your systems, but why do you need it? How will this help your system be even better? And if you can't articulate it, that's okay. Let's chat through that a little bit, um, but don't just dive right off in the deep end and not know how to flow.
0: <laughs> right, yeah, and I always say like, sometimes it's just the strategy. Um, would you think, do you think it would help maybe to write everything out first, what exactly do you want the tool to do? What do you want your end goal to be? And then see if the tool can fit into doing what you need it to do.
1: Yeah, I, depending on the actual tool or the system that people are talking about, I usually say, okay, it's it's more than a pros and cons list. It's okay, what do you need right now in your business? What out of the, what do you need? Is not actually happening because some of the things that you mm. need you already have the function so yeah. what are the things that you need that aren't happening in your business where are the pain points and sometimes i'll be i'll ask people if they already have a tool or like what about what you have right now like doesn't fall into any of these categories mm. so right. um because sometimes there's like a bonus feature that you use and you enjoy and doesn't have anything to do with what you actually needed to do. <laughs> um, I can think of so many on ClickUp. ClickUp <laughs> is one of those things where I'm like learning a new thing every day. I'm like, I can't use this, but this is cool. Um, but really having people kind of sit and write up those things up, like, What do you actually, what do you need to make this work? You know, what are you not getting out of it? Um, are they like kind of the big buckets Mm -hmm. um, and then really looking doing your research I think a lot of people just they go to the first thing that they see and they're like this is for me
0: yeah But
1: really shop around learn listen um before implementing because it's not just what you need because once you you think you've landed on a good one or one or two then you ask yourself does this give me room to grow
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um And And
0: also not getting distracted by those bonus features you mentioned. Yes. (laughs) Like you're like, oh, this is such an awesome feature. And then you're like, I don't need it now, but hey, I might wanna go ahead and do something to So I can use that feature. And then you get distracted. Yeah, and I think this is kind of that fine line of
1: going back to the beginning of our conversation about vision, right? Mm -hmm. You wanna always be thinking, okay, this is my vision. This is where I want to go. Is this going to help me get there? So if even if the, some of those tools, those aspects or features of a tool you're not going to use right away, I'm like, sure, shiny object syndrome. Sure.
0: Mm-hmm. We all get
1: like that. Yeah. But if you do see merit and an investment in that, that will help you eventually get to that vision, help you achieve those visions, achieve the goals that you've got and mapped out for the year. Great. So don't discount the shiny object things, but also think like, will I actually use that in the future? Like, will that help me in the future? Um, And I know that's hard sometimes to think about when you're very much in the daily, like, I need this now, like I'm drowning, I need something. That's when I'm like, okay, here's the life vest, hold on for a hot second. And, you know, look back at your plan, look at back at your Your vision, your mission, the goals, your action plan for this next year, and then where you want to be, your vision. And really try to mesh the two together because the strat, because at the end of the day, right? Strategy, the planning you do, and the day-to-day operations, they're not, you know, two separate things. They're like on top of each other, Mm -hmm. helping each other and helping you as the business owner.
0: So yeah,
1: when it comes down to it. Everything kind of
0: just, it's full circle. <laughs> it is full circle. And everything works together. Yes, for yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah. So, Ashley, what is, if somebody wanted to take this and run with it and say, yeah. okay, I'm ready to do my business strategy or I'm ready to do my mission and my vision, what's mm-hmm. one thing that they can focus on to get started um, that sure. won't bog them down or get them super, yeah. like, you know, confused? Um, I think one
1: really practical thing is try to implement weekly, monthly, and quarterly planning. Now that might seem like a lot right? as I say it, but um, weekly planning, you know, actually maybe I'll work from the top. <laughs> so you if you have your business plan, your annual plan, your goals and the projects identified, then each quarter you pick a couple to really focus on. Um, and each quarter I'd say spend at the beginning or the end of the quarter, spend an like half day just really mapping things out for the next 90 days. Because then when you go into your monthly and weekly planning, things are already kind of the framework is there. And then you can really get granular mm-hmm. um, and keep going back to your mission vision. Um, so that's kind of like a big broad stroke, but I think mm-hmm. really one of the things you could really do and implement tomorrow is, just carve out 30 minutes to an hour if you can and take just, you know, like a blank piece of paper and just write vision slash why and just brainstorm. Why am I doing this? You could do a vision board on Canva, make it beautiful. (laughs) I'm usually just pen and paper because I don't have the design aspect, but um, just really just brainstorm. Why am I doing this? what do I see my business looking like? Or what would I love to have in my business? Um, And then on a second piece of paper, then you write out, you know, you put the pieces of paper next to each other and then for every line item of your vision, right? You write out a practical thing that could help get you there. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So for example, my vision, my person, one of parts of my personal vision is I would love to buy a house. That's like my personal vision. And because if I have a house, then I can have a designated office, like room, to be an office for my business and grow it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, a practical line item to that is I need to save X dollars a month. Mm-hmm. And then you can no, you can then I can take that goal of saving X dollars a month and run with it, whether it's less Starbucks in a week or <laughs> you know saving a higher percentage out of my paycheck each month. Mm-hmm. So. It's, you look at the big things and then you kind of do the funnel to the practical everyday things. Um, so maybe that, that might take maybe more than half a day or an hour, but <laughs> that's, it's one of the things that I do with my clients in um, a VIP day. It's like, that's the first, I say, hour, hour and a half is really just getting clear on your vision because you don't have vision, if you don't have your goals. Yeah, your foundation. You can't go anywhere and the day to day getting sucked into everything, putting out all the fires, just stuck in the grind. When are you going to come up for air?
0: Exactly. So
1: that's why I'm always like weekly, monthly, quarterly planning is really helpful in that sense because then you actually pause, look at what you've done, what you need to do, what you might need to change, make those adjustments, and then then you can you know take a deep breath and keep going. Mm-hmm. But come up for air. I think that's maybe. In a nutshell, is come up for air every every week, every month, and reassess. Maybe the, the
0: best way to say it, in a practical yeah. sense, come up for air. I love it. Come up for air. <laughs> <laughs> write that down and pin it to my desk know, as a reminder because I, I do need to come up for air every once in a while. I'm like always doing something, you know.
1: Especially, especially when you're a solopreneur. Um, or if you have like a team of maybe one or two people, like mm-hmm. you are all doing everything. Yeah. And if you wanna grow and scale or just even have a sustainable business that gives you the freedom and flex- flexibility that you want out of your life, you got, sometimes you have to sacrifice an hour or two of actually doing things in your business mm-hmm. so that you can stop, check your map, right? Back to the road trip analogy, check your map. Are you going in the right direction? Is there something ahead that you wanna take a quick stop? That's okay, but you know, if you're not checking your map frequently enough, you're gonna get lost or way off the path. Mm-hmm. So. And not to say things can't change. So um, I think that's the other reminder of be gracious to yourself. Um, I always remind people, your vision might change, personal or business, they change. That's okay, mm-hmm. because again, your business is a reflection of you. And, um, if priorities change, then if you have a framework in place that it's easier to make those changes and adjustments in your business.
0: So. Awesome. Well, Ashley, if we are looking to connect with you for either a consultation mm-hmm. consultation or VIP yeah. day, how mm-hmm. can we connect with you and, um, let us know a little bit about your services? Sure. Um,
1: So, I'll start with services and then work into the ways you can connect with me. I offer two different services. Primarily, I work with my VIP day clients. So, that again is um, getting really clear on your business foundations, like what we were talking about, um, articulating them, documenting them, and then mapping out your whole next year business so that you have that framework, you have that roadmap And then, you know, really activating the first 90 days. I walk you through really granularly, like what needs to get done? We help you assign and delegate and um, really think through so that you're able to do that again for yourself in the next 90 day chunk. Um, As well as then while that strategic roadmap is happening, we're also looking at the gaps in your business, the roadblocks and looking at what things might need to change. What do you need to implement and kind of. Along those conversations of what we were talking about with tools, we do that more just for like your big systems in your business. So that way, if you do need to, oh, we do think we need to get this tool, then we work that into your roadmap of, okay, let's, you need to do research for this, then, you know, try it out for this period of time. So making it so that you're actually addressing your gaps in your business plan. So that's my VIP day. Um, And then my clarity consults are a 90 minute targeted focus on a specific system in your business. So you know, you and I talked about client onboarding. So um, sometimes we just hash out again all the steps. We do that whole exercise together. And I am able to help bounce things off and remind you that you need to send them a contract. <laughs> um, or if you're getting ready to hire, how do you go by doing that? Here's your let's build out a job description, an applicant tracking system. So essentially it's again targeted support to a specific system. That's really great for people who know exactly what they need or they have an issue and roadblock and they just need mm-hmm. another voice in that process vip day is a great i really say vip days are great at any point but a lot of people love those at the quarter mark or at the annual mm. um, getting ready but we're always in business business never ends so right. i think at any point so those are the two ways that you can work with me um I have a lot of great content on Instagram. I've been get, experimenting with IGTV a little bit more. And I was listening to your uh, uh, content creation
0: uh, episode yesterday. I was like, yup, <laughs> "Yep, yep,
1: oh yep." Um, so I need to get
0: back into my content creation. I was looking at yours. I was like, "I love this so much. I need to. <laughs> I need to follow Ashley's footsteps and, and get some videos and stuff going."
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think just a tip for our listeners is that, you know, when you do something like a video or a reel, you can repurpose that content and yes. it's great because then you can do like a themed week. You were talking about themes in your podcast episode mm-hmm. of themed months. I was like, yes, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm trying to do. So um, I'm on Instagram. You can, um, I have a link tree in my Instagram so people can book a discovery call with me. I do perfect complimentary discovery calls. Just to chat like what we're doing right now um so i'm on ig i have facebook but facebook and ig are like the same thing these days (laughs) yeah and um also my website which is about to go undergo a little bit of a makeover so i would say ig right now or you can email me um ashley at ahkbusinessmanagement.com um and i just love i love talking systems i love talking planning um and i love hearing and learning from other people Um, like yourself. So I just love chatting about
0: all these things, which is why I'm in business. (laughs) Yeah, same. Well, Ashley, this was such a great conversation. I loved hearing all of your strategies and, you know, getting getting the lowdown on everything that you gave us. So if you are looking for business strategy or looking to work with Ashley, I will drop the links down in the show notes so you can check that out. And that is all we have today. Make sure you connect with Ashley on her Instagram and go into the link tree to get a discovery call or VIP day or planning, connect with Ashley. She is awesome and have a wonderful day. Thank you. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Coffee Powered Systems. You can find links to everything mentioned in the episode down in the show notes or on the website at MirandaMerton.com. If you enjoyed this episode, rate and review it in iTunes or where you enjoy listening so others can find it too. And join me here next time.